Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. SOS squad in the house today. Today we are talking prioritization. How to prioritize when everything feels important. And y'all, everything feels important. If you feel that this is true, like if you feel this in your bones, that is so normal. Because the thing is, prioritization is an executive function that neurotypicals do inside their brains without really having to think too much about it. And we don't. We just don't. And so the thing is that everything speaks to us. Everything speaks to us at the same volume. So whereas neurotypicals kind of automatically put things in a vertical order from most important to least important, ours are kind of, our options are kind of sitting horizontally, all neatly in a row next to each other. So it's really hard to choose. It's hard to make decisions. It's hard to prioritize. I had this moment, an epiphany moment, when I was ordering off a menu with my husband and it helps me develop a system that helps me prioritize so much easier than I ever have before. So let me tell you a little story. When my neurotypical husband and I go out to eat, it looks a little something like this. We sit down, he picks up the menu, and within 20 seconds, he says, okay, I know what I'm getting. How about you? And I look at him astonished. Did you look at the menu ahead of time? Like, how on earth do you know what you want? Meanwhile, I'm pulling up the Yelp app to see what's popular and and cross-referencing dish names with the Yelp photos, trying to figure out what's the right answer? What's the best thing to get on the menu? What's good here? And of course, what he gets always seems like it's actually the right answer. Like he chose the very best thing on the menu. And then one day I asked him, no, really, how do you always know what to order? Well, he said, I just ask myself what I'm feeling and then I match it to whatever fits most closely. Whoa, this was shocking to me. The question I was asking myself was completely different. My question was, what's the very best thing on the menu? What's the best? And because I always saw a bunch of things that looked good, it was always an agonizing decision. I never ever thought about limiting my options based on how I was feeling. He went on to explain, on a hot day like today, I'm looking for something cold. And since it's lunch on a weekday and we have to get back to work, I'm looking for something light that won't make me tired afterwards. Super spicy hasn't been sitting well with me these days, so I knew I was looking for something on the menu that was 
cold, light, and not super spicy. That made the Greek chicken salad the obvious choice. (sighs) Mind blown. Holy cow. What? (laughs) Because he knew how he was feeling, it was easy for him to know what he wanted. And when he knew what he wanted, it was easy for him to create constraints. And even if he didn't get the elusive best thing on the menu that I was always hunting for, he found the right thing for him. He checked in with what he wanted, constrained his options by stating requirements, which were cold, light, and not very spicy. And he made the decision. He placed the order. And then he believed that he made the right decision with the information he had at the time. What this means is that prioritizing is a skill that we can learn, even if it doesn't come naturally to us. It is going to be harder for us to prioritize than for the neurotypicals around us. And honestly, I just want to say to you today that you really deserve compassion for how difficult this is. You should struggle with this. And if this were easy, you wouldn't have ADHD. So let's get rid of the drama of should and the self-judgment that just makes everything worse. Notice when you're judging yourself for being yourself. Okay, let's get that out of the way so that we can become great prioritizers. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. First step. Step one is identify what you want. And in particular, know what you want to feel. My husband ordering lunch knows that he wants to feel energized after lunch. He wants to feel not heavy. He wants to feel focused, so not distracted by stomach issues. And he doesn't want to feel hot. Me, on the other hand, my goal is usually something more nebulous. Like, I want my meal to be tasty. I want it to be good. I want to feel satisfied. But the truth is that that goal is too broad. There's too many things that could possibly be tasty or good or satisfying. Those desires or those goals don't help me narrow down the options on the menu. And in any case, What would actually be tasty or good to me in this specific moment or what might serve me best in the future are actually more useful questions to be asking. So let's apply this to something that all of us have difficulty with, I think, which is prioritizing our daily list. So in order to know how to prioritize your list, let's identify how you want to feel at the end of the day. Do you want to feel accomplished? Do you want to feel relaxed? Maybe you want to feel lighter or freer. And now let's identify what will create that feeling. 
So for my husband, he knows he wants to feel cool and light and energetic after lunch. That leads him to believe that a salad is a better option than a burger. So let's say you want to feel accomplished. What would create that feeling of feeling accomplished at the end of the day? Maybe it's making progress on the one thing that's going to move the needle on your most important goal. So you can ask yourself, what will actually make a difference to my job, to my family, to my business, or to my schoolwork? Let's say you want to feel lighter or freer. What could create that feeling? Maybe it's focusing on a task that will put your mind at ease. You can ask yourself here, what's been hanging over my head? What, if I dealt with it, would feel like a load off my shoulders? Let's say you want to feel relaxed. What could create that feeling of relaxed? Maybe it's focusing on tasks or self-care practices that will help you feel taken care of. One way you might go about this is to make time so that everything can take twice as long as you'd expect it to, and you can go at a leisurely pace. Step two is to constrain. Constrain our options to what we want. So the definition of constrain is to limit in scope or restrict. Constraining allows us to narrow our focus. And this is so freaking relevant to ADHD because we don't have a deficit of attention. We have a deficit in our ability to constrain our attention. Our attention is naturally diffuse. It goes in many directions and sometimes all at once. So it's so important that we develop the skill of constraint on purpose. Part of prioritizing involves constraining. It involves limiting our options. That means that there are things that we have to say no to. That means there's a real loss of those things that don't make the cut. You can't get all the other things on the menu and oh man, that breaks my heart sometimes. There can also be guilt for the things that we don't give our attention to. And there can be fear, real fear, that we've made the wrong choice. So let's look at constraint based on my husband's example. He knows that there are certain foods that make him feel cool, light, and energetic after lunch. So he's constraining his options on the menu to those things that are cold, light, not very spicy. That means that he has to say no to all of the other delicious things on the menu. Uh, Even if they sound really good to him, even if they're his favorite foods, because they don't align with how he's decided that he wants to feel. I think this is such a powerful question to ask, which is based on how I want to feel at the end of the day, what would I regret not getting done today? Or based on how I want to feel at the end of the day, what am I going to do with my day? So let's say at the end of the day, I want to feel accomplished. The constraint is doing only the one thing that's really going to move the needle. And what you have to say no to is all of the other obligations that aren't going to do that, that aren't going to really move the needle. Let's say at the end of the day, You want to feel lighter or freer. The constraint is doing the one thing that's been hanging over your head. And what you have to say no to 
as all the other things that are easier or more pleasant. Mm, Sorry. Let's say you want to feel relaxed. The constraint is that we do those things that make us feel peaceful and taken care of. We make time for rest, whatever that looks like for you. And we decide not to jam our schedule full of other things, even if there's lots of tempting and fun things to be done. And what you have to say no to, well, I I sort of just spoiled it, but all those other fun things or new opportunities or, well, even obligations that arise. Trying to do everything at once. I mean, how tempting is that? The desire to have something to show for yourself at the end of the day. I mean, if we're going to really relax, then sometimes we need to give up our goal-focused attention. If we're going to be relaxed, we have to be less outcome-oriented and really focus on slowing down and listening to our bodies. Step three is that we execute on our priority or we make the decision. And here I just want to say how much power there is in making the decision. I think some of us really dread making decisions. And I just want to say here that actually making decisions is delicious. It's how you get the thing that you want on the menu. And when we don't decide, we actually do decide. Like a decision is made for us and we give up our power. Not setting priorities means that we don't focus our attention and worst of all, won't get the feeling that we want to have. The truth is that we have to choose. We can't say yes to everything and we have to let go of some things. This is hard. This is hard. When you say you don't know or you're confused, that's your brain's way of keeping you safe. Honestly, when you don't choose, you believe that you are exempt from the ramifications of your choice. But that's not true. There's risk in not choosing. There's risk in not doing. But our brains often trick us into believing that The risky thing to do, the dangerous thing to do is decide because deciding involves loss. It involves putting a stake in the ground and saying, I say no to all these other things. And when you say no to other things, there's possibly guilt and shame in that for all the things that you won't do. And that's hard. But don't be fooled. Don't be fooled fooled into believing that you could not choose or not decide. That is a fantasy and that's not where we live. We want to live in our power. We want to live with powerful decisions. Those are delicious. And step four is to believe that you set the right priorities, to not question yourself And to have your own back. It's important to believe that you made the right choice with the information you had at the time. And that's why my husband, he he chooses something from the menu and then he doesn't question himself. He doesn't say, well, what if what if I did get the burger? He says, no, 
I knew how I was feeling and I chose the best option for me at the time. And maybe they don't make a very good Greek chicken salad, but he still went through a process. And so he can believe in that and he can have his own back. Having your own back means that you don't beat yourself up if the decision doesn't work out. He doesn't say, I'm such an idiot for choosing the Greek chicken salad. I know that the menu thing is sort of a silly example, but this is how it happens in real life with all kinds of decisions we make. The thing is that by default, we all have to make decisions with incomplete information. None of us can know the future. It's so unfortunate, but that's part of the game. (laughs) That's part of the game we're in. That's part of how how it works. So it's impossible to ever know in the moment that you're making the quote-unquote right decision, the decision that will create the outcome that you want. All decisions that we make in life, from who to marry and what job to take and whether to have kids, all of that has to be made without knowing with any certainty whether they'll result in the outcome we want. And and that's exactly where we get stuck. We think that there's a right choice, that there's a way to figure it out. We just need to research a little bit more. We just need to pull other people's opinions. We can figure this out. If only we have more time, more information, more resources, more opinions from other people. Ugh, I kind of, you know... <laughs> I'm such a researcher. I wish this was true. I wish this was true. But the truth is that there is no right choice. There's no wrong choice. There's just the choice that you make with the information you have. Really, the only wrong decision is no decision. We think that not making the decision is some kind of protection. But it turns out that not deciding... It's totally a decision. (laughs) Not deciding means that decisions get made for you. It means that life continues to happen, but outside of your choosing. But when we make a decision, any decision, that represents a step forward. And when we take that step forward, we can get more information. Decisions are where our power is. It's where we figure things out. And staying in indecision is choosing not to step into our power. And that is, no big surprise, a way that we stay stuck in procrastination. And I want to say one more thing about having our own back. So this means that we don't beat ourselves up if we don't get the outcome that we hoped for. And I think we all have a lot of practice at doing this very thing, at feeling like we made the wrong choice and then being like, ugh, how could you do that? How could you be so stupid? Why didn't you think about this more? Why didn't you figure it out? And that is really just an echo of other voices in the past criticizing us for the decisions that we've made. We bring that forward into the present And we do the beating up of ourselves for ourselves on ourselves when when those critical voices aren't present. And I just want to say, like, let's draw a line in the sand and decide that we're not going to do that. We don't get to know if the decision is going to produce the outcome we want. 
we don't beat ourselves up for that. That means if you decide to go to a certain college and you realize that it's not a good fit when you get there, you don't beat yourself up for that. If you marry someone and after years or even decades later, you realize it's not a good fit, you don't beat yourself up for that. If you decide to have a surgery, let's say you have knee surgery because you want to improve the function and feeling in your knee and the surgery doesn't end up making you feel better in the way you hoped, you don't beat yourself up for that, please. Let's just stop. Let's just stop that nonsense. And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. First, we talked about why we struggle as ADHDers with prioritizing, and that's because everything speaks to us at the same volume. And so it's hard to hear. It's hard to hear through the noise what is really actually important. But we can develop the skill of operating those volume knobs and choose to make some things louder than others. And I also want to remind you that this should be hard. Like neurologically speaking, this should be hard. This is an executive function. This is a mental process that we have difficulty with. So please, please have compassion for yourself and accept that "Mm, this is something I need to work through. And these next four steps are a great thing to practice to build that skill of prioritizing. These next four steps are exactly how we can build the skill of prioritization. Step one, we identify what we want by knowing how we want to feel. Do we want to feel at the end of the day? Do we want to feel accomplished, relaxed, lighter, freer? And then we identify what will create that feeling. So with our to-do list, When we choose that feeling, what activities or tasks, if completed, would make us feel that desired feeling at the end of the day? Step two is to constrain. Recognize what we need to say no to in order to get what we want. Recognize what we need to say no to so that we can say yes to the thing that is really, really delicious. Recognizing what we need to say no to in order to say yes to what it is that is really right for us in this moment. Step three is to execute on those priorities. Executing on your priorities and making decisions is how you get where you want to be and feeling how you want to feel at the end of the day. And not setting priorities means that we don't focus our attention. Our attention is naturally diffuse, Not setting priorities means that we don't focus our attention. And worst of all, we don't get to feel the way we want to feel. Step four is to believe that you set the right priorities. Believe that you made the best decision with the information you had at the time. That means you have your own back. You don't beat yourself up over a negative outcome. And you trust that you had a solid process just like the one we've just discussed, for setting your priorities. And then you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. 
That is having your own back. SOS squad, I hope this helped you. I hope that you are ready to make some juicy and powerful decisions, set those priorities and feel amazing at the end of the day. I love you guys so much and I cannot wait to talk to you next time. See you then. Bye.